forget everything you think you know. This reality you cling to is but a single universe amidst infinite possibilities. Worlds of dark and light and everything in between. But when reality itself is at stake and the threats become existential, there's only one organization that will answer the call. The protectors of the multiverse. Nexus Watch. Welcome to the Nexus Watch epilogue, uh, it, wrap up, Q and A, the wrap party, the wrap party. I don't know. About this it. is the after party. Well, sure, sure. That's now a, you get to behind the scenes of all your favorite. Where Dane is going to rap for us. Go yeah, ahead, Dane. Yeah, but he makes it to the end of the episode. Hip, Dane hits hop, us with a whole hip, rap. The hip, the hip, 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 hop. The then you go into the in between. That is something that is mean, like mean Joe Green. Kyle flips his cat Turn back. My name is Kyle, and I came to say. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> going to do it in a rapping way. I quit the show. That I like Nexus Watch in a major way. I quit. Yeah. This is what it's going to be. We are right. an early 90s sitcom. Which is going to requires everybody to do some cringy rap. Those are my favorite yeah. kinds because I'm Let's old. Get fucking saxophone music as we uh we fade into the commercial as long break. as everyone claps when i enter the room i'm, I'm satisfied <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. so as long as our gonna... song is half as good as the one from family matters we'll be all right i always get it mixed up with the uh give me a break with Nell carter you always get it mixed up with full house yeah because yeah. I want to, I want to dip into it as I'm doing it. It's like they're so damn close. I think the other day we looked that up to see if they were the same guy. I don't think it was the same guy who wrote it. No, it was, but it, God, they sound identical. <laughs> okay. This intro is going good. Super. So let me go ahead uh, and uh, I am uh, I'm Stan. I, I'm the GM uh, playing. Uh, Darius Skylark is uh, Dane. That's me. Pal, played by young Elias. Thank you kindly. Our adopted son. And uh, Blue was played by Eric. Hi. So, what we're going to do today uh, is we're going to have everybody do sort of like an interlude or close out as to the direction the characters will go. And then we're going to do some, they're going to have some, they have questions and I have answers and we're going to go through that and see how that goes. So, uh, does anybody want to volunteer to go first? Should we, should we roll to see who goes first? Yeah. Roll no. initiative. No, you can just decide, Elias. You can, somebody can just man up. I already got yeah. an eye. Show some Weibos. And... I already gotta die. <laughs> or not. No, I got it. Um, I can, I'm gonna be I can a, big, a big weenie about it. Yeah, boy. You got you this. Know. I rolled an 18 on a d20. Oh, I thought we were rolling d4s. 
Fucking well, force. Wow, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. So, um, so okay, I was uh, my little uh, my little interlude was uh, actually inspired by uh, Blue and his interlude when he did uh, the his little origin story about back on his planet and stuff. So I uh, I kind of framed it like a, a movie scene. Um, so um, first off. Uh, the scene opens on Darius walking with, like, purpose uh, towards a big, large building uh, back on the Nexus Watch waypoint. Uh, the, this is the same building we saw him in blue uh, met with Nottingham at the very beginning of the entire adventure. Uh, but this time, he's all by himself. Uh, his teal long coat, that he, he his, his iconic coat that he's wore the entire time, uh, is torn and tattered. Uh, and it looks like he's just returning from an assignment. And then a text scroll pops up across the bottom of the screen. Um, and it says, in between standard time, roughly one year. Which is, I thought was kind of funny because, you know, the in-between's all fucking weird with time and whatnot. So, and nothing moves and shit. So, they wouldn't have like a, might not have an accurate, hey, this is what this is. Because everybody's a little different. Um, uh, he enters into the lobby with a scowl on his face. And he walks angrily. Uh, the receptionist... Uh, begins to raise a protest, uh, but after seeing who it is and his demeanor, decides better and sits back down. She looks at her intercom, and it reads Nottingham on it, but makes a pointed decision not to warn her superior of the coming storm. Darius bursts into the office and slams the door behind him. The poor receptionist sits wide-eyed as she starts to hear shouting from inside. First, it's just Darius yelling, with her superior talking in that low, condescending tone he always did but soon turns into them both yelling loudly at each other. She can't make out much, but uh, the few words she hears from Darius are, they weren't ready, uh, to Nottingham, which, which he raises his voice back with, they served their purpose, and it goes quiet. Then we cut inside, Darius standing with his fists clenched, staring daggers at this asshole, uh, his face twitching with rage, and then uh, he says, their deaths are on your head, Ravella, and I won't have any part of it, not anymore. And he turns to leave, reaches up to tear his Nexus watch patch off his chest as he bursts through the door again. He leaves the building, casts the small fabric patch to the side, and trudges his way into the courtyard, looking at that same fountain him in blue once stood back at the very beginning. The assignment that took them to the edge of the Nexus and back, the assignment that led them to his greatest team, and his saddest day when they all finally decided to go their separate ways. As he sits with his head in his hands, Starting to take pity on himself, a familiar voice rings out. No time for that, soldier. Still a lot to be done. Darius looks up to a familiar face. Maestro. The one authoritative figure in Nexus Watch he actually had any respect for. Maestro takes a seat next to him, and with a slight smirk, offers him the once cast-off badge again, and says, I think I have just the job for you. Then, camera cuts to a hollow, in a utilitarian building, as Darius passes through the portal, this time in a uniform and a duffel bag, similar to the one he wore in the Maru mechanized unit, but the insignia of Nexus Watch emblazed on the shoulder. He looks around as a dark-haired young man in a similar outfit, but slightly less impressive, steps forward as if waiting for him. He's well-groomed with short parted hair and hawk-like features, his eyes glowing slightly, but that was common on Maru nowadays. Company Commander Skylark, I presume? He says nervously, saluting with his left arm, touching his right shoulder in a rigid fashion as he tenses up. 
We've been expecting you. Welcome home, sir. The reconstruction effort is slow, but we're hoping with your help we'll get Maru back on track. Darius takes a deep breath, gives only a slight nod, and motions for the cadet to take the lead. Fade to black. Another text scroll crawls across the screen. Maru standard calendar, two years, one season, 14 suns later. We close in on a convoy of three M carts rolling quickly down a country road. They close in on a small village. It looks like it had seen battle years ago, but there are several young people, both men and women, on many of the houses and structures working to restore the town. Several of them look up to watch this strange convoy roll in, and we see the same cadet that greeted Darius two years ago step out of a building, wiping his hands on a towel he draped over his shoulder. This time, his uniform jacket is gone, wearing a disheveled t-shirt covered in soot. His brow furrows as he steps off the wooden wraparound porch of the building and moves to the center of the road. The caravan pulls up to the town and several men in military regalia step out with older model rifles, the type that were used in the Civil War nearly half a decade back. The uniforms are classic style, ones that haven't been used in years but not put well put together at all. The uniforms are patched up in several places and have seen better days. What looks to be the leader is a muscle-bound meathead, with platinum-blonde hair standing straight up and cut flat across the top a few inches above his head. He hefts his rifle in the air and fires twice and begins to shout, We are the royal Maru Mana Knights, and in the name of the one true god-emperor Cassius Skylark, we come to claim the inhabitants of this shire as soldiers for service in the emperor's ranks, awaiting the day he returns to us in all his glory. You will also relinquish all weapons and foodstuffs to us now. Do this, and you will be spared. He looks out with a dark sneer, then walks up to the cadet in the street, towering at least a head above him. He scans the inhabitants. It all seems that the older folks have retreated indoors, and only the younger workers remain outdoors. The dozen or so young people dotted around the village all start to look at each other, confused for a moment. And then they all start to laugh. The dark-haired cadet grins up at the giant man and says in a sly tone, We don't have weapons here, at least none that you can take. And there's no such thing as a god-emperor anymore on Maru. Cassius is dead. The large man's eyes alight with a fiery orange hue as his fist alights in flame and he takes a swing towards Cadet. The Cadet thrusts his hand down towards the ground and some unseen force seems to hurl him back, dodging the blow, as he skids to stop a few feet away. The Cadet continues to smile as the large man growls in frustration. I suggest you leave and think about what side of history you're going to be on, friend. As the group of invaders all lever their rifles at the dark-haired cadet, including the large man, his fist slowly extinguishes. The cadet only continues to smile as he holds out a hand as if willed into existence. An enormous translucent blade coalesces in front of him, stabbing into the ground, his hand resting on the hilt. The camera pans around to all young soldiers as they all start to do the same. On the rooftop, a young woman manifests two knives made out of ice. Another man to the left, a spear that seems to be made of shadows. A woman, a whip of comprised completely of condensed wind, coils around her. Poor choice. Now, let us show you what real Mananites are. And the cadet goes to take a step forward. Hold! A familiar voice rings out in the afternoon air as the young cadets look to the community building at the, uh, at the end of the street. Stepping out from the darkness of the entryway, Darius Skylark walks out onto the street and takes a few steps from underneath the wooden awning. We cut to a close-up of him now, slightly older, his hair let out to a medium length. He's grown a bit of a short beard, leaving him looking more distinguished. A woman's voice comes from behind him. The cadets can handle it. Just leave him be. The voice is strong but melodic, 
and though the room is dark due to the shadows cast by the high noon sun, we can make out a halo of fiery red hair pulled back into a bun. Darius looks back with a smile and says, Oh, I know they can, but I can't let them have all the fun now, can I? He gives a slight wink. You can almost feel the eye roll from the shadowed woman as Darius holds his hand to his side. Lightning crackles and the blade manifests. Another close-up of his face, eyes crackle with the same electric energy, and that quick sound of he disappears. Hard cut to black. And then the sound of thunder rings out. Wow. That's very cool. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to follow that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to take a, take a few weeks and uh, write some stuff up. I didn't realize we were bringing essays to the table. <laughs> My, me, I'd be like, uh, you know, it opens up on the South Verde. There's a, a knock behind a closed door and then it slides open. It'd be my character on the toilet. I'm out of toilet paper. Take it a shit. You know how many words I wrote down? It's less than yeah, one. Yeah, dude. Like, I, 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 I had like a paragraph and I'm like, you know what? I, I, think, I think I might need to do a little revising. No, I, I had an I idea. Started, uh, yeah, I started, uh, I just started writing last night and... That was all like, last night? I had this... Damn. Yeah, I, oh yeah, it still took me like an hour. But I, I was just I was just fucking around and I started, like, I, I had the concept and then just started writing. And then before I knew it, I had two pages of, of shit. So I was like, well, fuck, okay. But that's, I just, I, I got excited about the well, idea. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I, like I get it. that. Of Darius uh, training new Mananites like him. The ones that can manifest the the spirit warrior. Uh, no, that's knights. very cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That'd be my, me, I'd be the least dignified of it. I'd be like, I got my toilet paper. Bring me toilet paper. <laughs> then the door closes and then it's hard yep. cut to black. Yep. Hard cut to black. That'd like, be me. Nexus watch. <laughs> yeah. You set the, you set the bar so high now. So question there. After everything went down, they were kind of on the station that Sheila invested in, right? Is that where they ended? Where did they end? You ended up just uh, back on the Salsa Verde at the end. But where you go, because Sheila's going to end up at Gloomworld. Okay, so it wasn't destroyed, the ship. No. Okay, because it initially was. You thought the Salsa Verde was going to be destroyed, but it was not. So... No, because it, like, changed everything. Like, when we came out, we weren't even on, uh... Actually, man, it's been a while. The, we, weren't, we, we weren't on the the, uh, the Nexus base. We were just on the Verde right. around it in, in the in-between. The in yeah, yeah, because we fought... What's his name on his ship, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Eckerd. Well, I think after the events, they probably um, pulled into that station right and uh helped with recovery right i mean it took massive damage and and casualties right yes you mean you want to so you're talking about the the defense stations along the way to the nexus Mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah they'll yeah they need a lot of work okay yeah are there twice as many uh bases now do they have to build twice as many or no they're just going to to make the other ones better they're just going to read redefend they're going to just build up their defenses better and you know do more it, it's now a reality that those defenses can be breached 
so they'll take mm -hmm. more care in prepping defenses. So after the uh, events, uh, I think it all left Blue pretty deeply confused about what happened exactly. And instead of focusing on things he doesn't know the answer to, which he can't stand, he would uh, bury himself in work, which in this case would be helping these stations recover from what happened. Um, and I don't know if Pal or Darius were with him during this. It would be pretty early. If it's recovery effort, Pal, Pal would be there for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If it was, uh, if it was like right after, yeah, in the yeah. immediate, you know, days and weeks of the aftermath, sure, probably. Yeah, and uh, once those were complete, or at least his part in it, I think he would go to, God, I guess some sort of main hub. I don't know if we named one for Nexus Watch. Uh, we had the hub, but we never okay. named it. I don't think. Yeah, did it have a name? It's been so long since we've been there. But that's what I was talking about, too, was like the, that main... The Texas Acropolis? Yeah, there the we go. Acropolis, that's what it was called. Well, then he would go there. Okay. Um, so you head to the Acropolis? This is a couple of weeks after? Yeah. I think he would be fully intending on resigning <laughs> from Nexus Watch. Collecting his severance, as it were. And... I would kind of like, I don't know who wants to, to help me or do this with me, but I would like him to be offered a position as a I mean, facilitator. I mean, we, we can certainly do that. Um, Preferably by somebody he knows and likes. Like Maestro? <laughs> yes. Okay. So well, as you, you enter the Acropolis, you'll kind of move through the station. There is a uh, Drippies. It recently opened in the Acropolis, and you had this moment where you could hear Harry eating and enjoying Drippies for the first time. Which, uh. You can do a double take. <laughs> and then you have that moment, and you kind of continue going forward. You're ready to storm it or go into Ravella's office and, you know, quit and uh, collect your money. When you see that, uh, Ravella's office door is open. Uh, where his secretary normally sits is this like round little robot with like a saucer head and this yellow light kind of going around it. And it's sort of like, Whoa, and it kind of scans you. And it's like, well, hello, Blue. <laughs> and it scans you. <laughs> Why are you? Who are you? No, <laughs> I'm one seventeen. Are you here to see Maestro? It's here to see Ravella. Well, why no, is Maestro Re here? Mm, Ravella is uh, visiting uh, Santiago Montalban. He just groans and walks past into the <laughs> office. Uh, well, he's like, <laughs> "Have a nice day." <laughs> and you <laughs> go into the uh, uh, office uh, as you uh, enter. Maestro's uh, back is to you on like a, in a chair, and as he turns, his face is closing, and he ha you just sort of very quickly see like this brain in a jar, oh. with like all these nodes and electronics and this like weird viscous green fluid, and his face like closes up over it, and he goes, "Hello, hello." Yeah, 
the hell was that? God, was, what? That what? shit in your face. Oh, my brain? Ugh. You're made of bladders. Give me a break. You don't see them. Well, when you get blasted open, you do. Fair. So what's up? He just kind of flicks down a folded piece of paper. <clears throat> uh-huh. And it just says, I quit. Dash blue. <laughs> he kind of, he looks at, he opens it and looks at it. And then he sets it to the side and he reaches into like his coat this like white and red coat he has on and he uh pulls it, uh, out a little information node and he sets it in front of you and he spins it and it kind of lights up and he goes i need this? a facilitator <laughs> you're joking right it's a no joke. no look the only reason i wrote that note is because it usually that's what you do when you're a professional you have to, like, submit a resignation, right? So there it is. I quit. So, the new binary reality has led to some interesting discoveries, including some interesting in-between entities that have never been seen before, and they're native, and they're fast, and they fly through the in-between. I need somebody who can train pilots, Blue. How is this my problem? I, haven't I done enough? I mean, yeah, but what are you going to do? Something else. <laughs> Anything else? Get fat, kids, maybe. You're the best pilot in existence. See, now you're just... You taking, me. taking that position saves lives. You know, you you saved reality, and that's great. I mean, Blur, you've, you've earned your retirement. That's fine. Pal's doing what he's doing. Darius is working with a new team. You might as well start a new adventure. Take the Salsa Verde out and show kids how it's done. I mean, if you don't want to do it, I get it. I mean, maybe I can get your sister in here and she can talk to you about it. That's so, what you want. No, she's busy. Darius has already signed up for... Yeah. Darius is uh, meeting with Ravella tomorrow for his new assignment. Pal? Yeah. I think he's. I think Pal's had enough of field work. I don't know why. He's pretty good at it. Yeah. But especially with Valor and Victory around, uh, I think he's ready for things to be more quiet. Where's so, this at? He stops the little spinning thing, and it sort of projects this hologram of the in-between and it's sort of out in this recently sort of like exposed area of the in-between that's been impacted by this new binary reality and there's like these two swirling vortices of energy and then there's like the couple of these waypoints it's right in this really dangerous difficult area of flying new you know they're different waypoints species we need somebody who's a great pilot and who's really not afraid to take chances i uh have a few conditions is this about diet squeeze that's one of them okay i think you know that it's that one's lofty it's gonna have to be a lot and it's gonna have to be constant okay if i run out i'm gonna be upset 
Okay. okay so write, are you writing this down? Write that down. Oh, my, my brain inside of my metal head is recording okay. everything, so okay. we're good. Okay, diet squeeze a lot of it. Second, mm -hmm. when I'm done with this assignment, I want to be stationed near my family. Sure. Period. Okay. And I want double, double pension. Well, yeah, you'd be a facilitator, so you'd get that anyway. Double that. <laughs> Whatever you're about to give me, double how about, it. How about if I? How about if I give you a bump, and then within the next two years, there'll be a, a full-blown drippies on your home waypoint. Name a burger after me. I don't really make that decision, but I'll see what I can do. Just pull the savior of the universe card. That might, that might get it done. Don't you think? Sure, I'll see. I, I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen. He'll just swipe up the the disc and leave the office. All right. Well, I'll see you soon. Just wave over his shoulder, and uh, I think if Darius and Pal hadn't left yet, he would try to find them. Okay. Um, you'll miss Darius by like ten minutes, but we'll say Pal uh, is at, is uh, preparing yeah. to. I'm probably hanging out on go. the base. Yeah, Valor and uh, Victory are prepping for takeoff. They're waiting for Pal. <laughs> just cleaning up by the ship. <laughs> I think uh, I think you just kind of watch him for a few minutes. Hey, I wave from however far you're watching me from. Take it. Uh, taking off. Uh, not yet. Uh, their victory is uh trying on some new outfits, and uh, Valor doesn't even know this place, so I think he might have gotten lost. So I'm kind of just waiting for them to come back to the ship. But we're heading out soon. I got um, got to find somewhere for them to set up, you know. Yeah, you got any ideas? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, at first I recommended going to the old waypoint, but that's kind of a wasteland now. And it's kind of like that whole new world thing. I, I, I feel like... I just want to travel with them for a little bit, but not in the way we traveled, just like seeing stuff. Fact finding. Yeah, I think I might write an almanac or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's dorky enough. <laughs> what about you? You staying here? Did he get any kind of badge from Maestro? You have an insignia for like a flight school insignia. And he just hold it up. Yep. Yeah. You. 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 You're part of the man now. I just run up and I give him a hug. Congratulations! I mean, you're like you said, you're the best pilot in the universe. So they, they, they would have been shit not to ask you. Honestly. I think he just stiffen up like he always does when he gets yeah, hugged. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I put him down. <laughs> you know, like. Ugh. Look, I just wanted to, to wish you luck, because uh, I'm out of here. Oh, well, actually, if you think about it, uh, and Pal just, like, snaps his fingers and his, his Nexus Watch uniform comes back on, but it's more, it's back to what you, like, originally saw him in, which is, like, the, the Argyle sweater. Oh, God. I, unlike you two, I never quit, so... I didn't either, I tried to. I mean, yeah, we won't see each other as often, but... I'll only be one call away. Yeah, yeah. You have a, you have a camera or something. I mean, I am a camera, but I also have, I also carry one. All right. Well, bring it in. 
we take a selfie. He's gonna flip it off though. Pal takes multiple, so we can get one without it. Uh, can I get a copy of those? Oh, of course. I, I when I when the reality reset, the Salsa Verde got like a 05 percent upgrade, so you do have like up to date tech on there now. You're welcome. Yeah, I'll have to take care of that. I, I, it's okay. It's hand me down stuff, but it's still newer. <laughs> Be safe, pal. Be fast. Always. And uh, he'll just pat him on the shoulder and, and leave. And uh, as soon as he gets to the ship, he's gonna he's gonna send a copy of that picture to. Well, he's gonna find out the uh, the trans the transmitter codes for Darius's craft mm-hmm. and ship it off to him with the the caption to keep on trucking. <laughs> and it's just uh, him and Pal and Blue flipping off the camera. See you later, space cowboy. Uh, that's it. That's about it for him. That was excellent. Yeah, I love that's it. Awesome. That was really good. Here, I, I'm going to post something real quick just for you to take a look at. I was thinking the blue burger with triple the groat, four times the cheese, and it comes with a double XL diet squeeze. Oh, if, that totally has like a pound of food coloring to make it a full blue burger. If any, nice. if, if anything, it's it's the most disgusting thing on the menu. Yeah, that's why I was I th- I was gonna throw a side of fried festering worms. He'd be down with it. Yeah, He'd be down with it. Has Maestro always yeah. been a Robo Man? Did we know that? Yeah. Um, it's you guys have never really. I, I never really brought it up, and I never really. I just love that in the epilogue. In. You're like, by the way, his face can come apart, and you can see his insides. That's just so good. That's just so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's also you know you don't know when reality. Now that you're part of this binary reality. You know, maybe that wasn't like that before, but it is now. We'll never know. Yeah. Um, and it's what I meant about being stationed near his family is just not across the universe from them. Right. Some Somewhere he could get to if he needs to. Sure. Um, and then, you know, where that is exactly, I, I don't know. And nobody ever will, maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe. Um, maybe. Maybe. All um, right. And then Pal. Um, so yeah, like we said, uh, Pal definitely felt like his adventure saving the multiverse was enough of an adventure for him, um, and probably asked or was offered a uh, a higher desk position. Um, at Nexus Watch, Pal focuses on obviously categorizing and getting information, continuing to be a librarian, but also making sure agents are more informed. Uh, He found that often he did a very bad job of doing his job of giving people information on stuff. Um, And after a little while, um, we'd probably see it in uh the new agents uh they have little uh wrist watch type devices that basically act as um pocket pals little encyclopedia style almost uh you know smartphone like you can ask it questions about different races um you can compare it to like a smartphone or a pokedex or whatever your reference is does the does the little does the little device have an argyle pattern on it? Um, I imagine it's it's 
it's almost like a hologram thing since it's nanites and when you activate it like a one inch pal pops up that you talk to <laughs> it's very it's not like a full personality but it's just like hi there i'm your pocket pal how can i help you today <laughs> yep that's hilarious so pal can still be in the field quote unquote but enjoys his quiet life I think blue would find them exceptionally creepy <laughs> Just because he knows Oh, Pal. yeah, anyone who knows Powell is very weirded out by it, but... <laughs> like, oh, God. Um, and when it comes to victory and valor, like I said, he would spend probably a little longer than he admits just exploring the multiverse with them, showing valor everything there is, and trying to break victory out of the haze that her father's influence put on her. Um, maybe even finding Krieg. I don't know if I would be able to do that. Would I be able to find Krieg? I mean, if you, if you went to look for Krieg, yeah, you could find him. Yeah, he never really told yeah. us where he was going, so I'd probably reach out to him and, you know. He did, you, you, you did help us save the multiverse, so I figured I could at least help you get set up now that, in this new one. Um, Krieg... Uh, lands uh, in a good spot. He ends up finding a small waypoint that is sort of like these socially outcast space elves. Uh, and before too long, he has uh, a harem of young ladies and young and young boys at his disposal, and he's living like a king on this tiny waypoint. I see that. I get there, and, I'm, and I just thumbs up and walk back onto my ship backwards. He's a hedonist. Good for him. This, mm-hmm. that, that Krieg. <laughs> it's like, yes, it is very good for me. Um, uh, aside from that, um, he'd probably just try and get Victory and Valor set up, trying to spend some time with them, get them to live their lives. I, I feel like Victory would probably uh, get trained by Blue to, for, for being a pilot. Um, that feels right. Um, and I don't know much about Valor, so I was going to ask you what you thought Valor would be like. So, he could spend his Christmas break training her out of fly. Sure. So, basically, <laughs> uh, once they're together, they, they have uh, a bond. And so, they'll be able to sort of put themselves back together in a, in a competent way. They want to make sure that their name is not associated with destruction and uh, disgrace and death. So they're basically traveling the the in between doing good works. They're basically like two wandering heroes across the in between helping people and righting wrongs. That's basically what they're gonna do. Uh, I I think we mysterious strange. Yeah, I think we we cut to Pal yeah. getting uh, futuristic postcards from them that he's looking at on his desk, just like of different planets that they've been to. And then I know there was something you had in mind. I don't know how you want to introduce that, but Pal um, would probably just retire or just like continue doing desk work. So, and this will be the last part. This is how it will close out. Pal working at the Agent Academy, and as you're 
preparing lessons for students, your office, there it will tone, and you open it up, and there's Santiago Montalban. Uh, oh. In his black pants and his in his snazzy leather red leather jacket, hair slicked back. He was badly injured. Mustache groomed impeccably. Mm-hmm. Pants super tight. Super tight. <laughs> uh, he was genitals. injured uh, <laughs> in his part, uh, and it was a long recovery. But he has bounced back in the last year, uh, and rumor was he was ready to get back into the field. And he's like, it's good to see you again, pal. You too, Mr. Moldzaban. Please, call me Santiago. And he steps in and he closes the office door behind him. What do I owe this uh, great visit? It's good to see you back on your feet again. Thank you. I am feeling much better. I need someone of your experience and skill for a special assignment. Uh, Pal drops some papers he was holding. What What do you mean? What kind of assignment? Well, it's secret. <laughs> uh, but Sorry. it does involve it does involve our new binary reality. What do you say, Pal? Do you feel up for an adventure? And he he kind of leans on the desk and he puts a hand on your shoulder and it feels familiar. And you look into his eyes, and something about his eyes are familiar. And then his accent drops. Come on, old friend. Let's go on an adventure. Uh, I press a button on my desk, and I just say, Um, Stacy, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) And then it cuts to, it cuts away. Definitely so, a Q&A about that one. <laughs> so, yeah. So. That was great. All right. So. See, now we have now we have two viable situations for cameos. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, I don't know about fucking theories. And I mean, come on. And Victory and Valor are out there doing <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, we got lots of cameo opportunities. Oh, yeah. And sure. I, that's why I put, that's why I wanted to, because Total... The thing was only like three years into the future with Darius, so and we said it was about five years in the future for the thing. So five, five to eight for the new exactly. The new so thing. we got you new know story. Yeah, I hope two it. to five years in between that he could be you know make his way back around to do whatever. It's so self servicey as fuck. I don't, I don't care. give two wanna, shits. Pal just least, turned into I want at least one. Pal just turned into a professor from a Marvel movie where someone comes in and is like one more job and he's just like fuck. All right. You know what I was reminded of? I was you reminded of fucking Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Yep. There it is. One last adventure. I mean, he gets all he's all old and frail, and then all of a sudden he's like, uh, feels he like just kind of chipper, and starts moving on again. I mean, that's what Paul would do. It's like, he no, would... I can't. And then it's hard cut to him running, chasing after him. Yep. No. That was the other way I was gonna do it. I was gonna be. I was gonna <laughs> softly reject him, and then chase out, and then run onto his ship. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, it's right. a good end scene. I liked it. Yep. Okay. So you guys got questions. I have answers. Sweet. So if you haven't listened to all the episodes up to this point, there's, there's spoilers ahead. So if you don't want to know all the inner mysteries at the moment, then stop listening. Go listen to all the other episodes and then come back and listen to this part. 
and leave us a good good review somewhere, you pigs. All right, let's go. <laughs> nice. You filthy animals. Hey, at this point, you got them wrangled in. If they're, leave, if they're... <laughs> leave, leave, leave a good review, you filthy it's animals. It's too late. You already listened, pigs. Yeah. We got your ear time. It's <laughs> you too late. Us, you love us too much to walk away now. <laughs> All four of you. I'm already in your brain. Yeah. All four of you are our slaves. That's right. All four all, of you. <laughs> all four of you, the dude from Norway, and my mom. Yeah. My mom does not listen. Oh, no, but right. thank you no, so no. much for listening, if you have. Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, we yeah, do like you. all the people that listen. And you're not... We, know, we, we hope there's I more I can't say uh, how much, um, how, how, how little you are uh, pigs. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oink, oink, motherfucker. You are so far from pigs. You are beautiful. Yeah. You're like ponies. You're like beautiful Shetland see? ponies. See? Uh, pran- You're the opposite of pigs. Prancing in a in a in a grove. You're like warm apple pie. With the oh. sun dancing yeah. off of your shining coat. Yeah. Uh, now it's getting like now uh, it's like you're riding uh, some sort of pony porn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. Let's sorry. Get back to sorry. the Q and A portion of the <laughs> way we're getting weird. I want to do the Outsiders reference, but I can't remember the fucking line. It's something Pony Boy. Stay golden. Pony Boy. Stay golden, Pony Boy. Get back in your cell, Pony Boy. Thank you. (laughs) Get back in there. We got to race tomorrow, Pony Boy. Yeah, yeah. Stay golden, Pony Boy. That's perfect. Get back in your cell, Pony Boy. Okay. Let's let's shoot questions at this idiot, huh? All of this. All of this is not Let's ask dumb, dumb questions. All right. Who wants to go first? My first serious one is could could I have befriended Terrence? Um, anything could happen, depending on how you approached it. it, it, it Ter- Terrence was a side quest. I threw a couple of hooks, <laughs> yeah. but you guys never really went after Ter- Terrence. So he's just sort of out there, this half Leviathan, half slug, uh, creature that sort of part that's like heavily dialed into like the mystical side of the nexus so he's out there he's sort of this like two-story job of the hut um so did we essentially make a, a nexus version of a cryptid you mean with, with terror yes <laughs> is he um, like the mothman where like people no. see him or is he actually they're... more like job of the hut he has a tenuous connection to Pal, but only when Pal is sort of like really heavily exposed to damaged reality. Okay. Other than that, Terrence is just a two-story job of the hut in some waypoint somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you said he became like a pirate lord, right? He lo- yeah. He lo- oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say he works at like a gas station. I hope you. Oh, yeah, that was the... It, he just referenced it when we were on our way to do something, and then it was like, because we asked, we were like, where's yeah. Terrence? And it's like, there's reports of him on a way station, he's taking it over. And oh, yeah, and three was... three years into, into Pal's uh, teacher job, he gets a he gets like an email that's just like, do you know anything about this thing? <clears throat> we got this creature, and he's just like, spam. Nope, don't know anything about it. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> he just deletes it. Doesn't Delete. ring a bell. So, Click fish, no. fish and fucking report thing. Here, here's, yeah. a, here's a general. That's definitely his one big mistake of like, that That was just a pure fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we did create a monster, literally. Here's a general question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much of what we 
experienced was planned beforehand? And how much um, was uh, off, the, cu- off like, the cuff? Like over the course of the whole thing? Yeah, just a, like a ballpark. I think 40% was planned. <laughs> okay. Nice. That that rings true, I think. Makes me makes me feel a little guilty and oh, also I'll proud. Never do that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Gu- guilty <laughs> guilty as friends of yours, but proud yeah, exactly. as players. It's like sorry to put you through that, but awesome that we just totally fucking no, when I I had a concept for each sort of the the story arcs, we had what one, two, three, four, five, six story arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a, an outline for each one. So at a beginning, kind of something cool I wanted to do in the middle, and then the end. Yeah, and that was about it. And everything else is just kind of like, well, what are they going to do? All right, I'll follow that road. Nice. Wherever they're going is where I'm going to go. I'm not going to put you back to what I want to do. I was just either like move the really cool thing or one critical piece. But even then you always had a choice. You always could have diverted. You could have chased terrorists down, yeah. Yeah. you know, you could have let blue go to Nico's palace. You could have done those different things. Those were all in the cards. Ooh, that's a good one. What would, what would happen if blue went on his own? He did died. Yeah. Just fucking it would have been like... really, it would have been really dark. It would have been really dark. Like Blue getting tortured and shit like that. Well that we would that would have been a lot of off screen gotcha. stuff, but I think Harry's death would have been he would have done it in front of Blue. Oh, no way, no thank you. Yep. There's so, no way it would have he been... would have accepted letting the guy get away. Yep. Yeah. Blue would have been done with the Nexus watch at that point. So not a question, but a statement. Yeah, I will never, ever, ever, ever give you an npc <laughs> ever again you killed what? off every single one of our npcs like every That's backstory character did i Cassius i mean he brought one back and, to life for me so and I'm morgan good. yeah yours yours all got killed but they were brought back to life but eckert was the victory and valor wasn't even in your story right he he made no. those up only no, eckert I, was. I, 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 I was gonna say like that was purely so, stan and i loved yeah. it all all of Eck- that was great i guess blue and sheila blue didn't lose sheila that was <laughs> <laughs> Sheila's still alive. Hold yep. on, hold on. Let me look here. So all uh, I had was Cassius. To and, be fair, and uh, which I took a little liberty and kind of hinted at Morgan yeah. being alive. And to to be fair, Cassius was going to die. That's true. He didn't have yeah, to. I don't know if there was a way I mean, he was an enemy. He was an enemy. Yeah. Krieg is alive. Right. Sheila's alive. Victory's alive. Yeah. Krieg uh, was Krieg somebody's NPC. Krieg was was an NPC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not just a NPC. I mean, like our backstory oh, characters. Well, like, Cassius was an enemy. He wasn't an NPC. He was an enemy. He was a minor enemy. <laughs> that was like a, a level up. I could have gotten rid of that. Guy comes in as a cyborg monster, Dane. But it he's did. a minor it enemy. Harry also was. A, I mean, was as far a, as the a, the, a ba- the background in, NPC. mechanically. Yeah, yeah. Harry was an NPC we picked up. Like he wasn't. That's true, you know, and I I wasn't counting that one. Yeah. So that because we did pick him up, and that was our whole thing. But but no, I mean people died. Doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't. It didn't upset as me. Long I just, as I was doing that the other day. As long as it's something I know I could have maybe prevented. It, like maybe the yeah. the odds are stacked in our favor, but uh, you know, you know, it, killing off Harry was tricky because I I really felt like. You, the guys were so freewheeling that, like, without the 
dose of reality without the that sort of shock to the system that they just don't ever assume a threat is so serious anymore. No, it was good. Uh, I liked how it at least made Blue more willing to do do the right thing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, to where there are there there are bad dudes out there, and he's not one of them, and doesn't doesn't want to be. Yeah, and you know, to make decisions to where he might be able to avoid that situation in the future instead of, you know, always kind of protecting his his ego, you know. Um, so, no, I, li- I liked it. It made me sad. But mm-hmm. I also got to play a badass virgin later, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still out there I patrolling totally the next, uh, the, uh, spirit realm the spirit realm right on uh, i i toyed with the idea of bringing harry back too then i thought that would just cheapen it so i didn't no i think he's i think harry's fallen into his role yeah um mm-hmm. in in the in that weird kind of spirit realm yeah in the, the in between in between yeah he's uh <laughs> keeping it in check yeah yeah that was such a cool like area, yeah. Doing spirit all the, world the was uh, stuff. But man, if we don't want NPCs to die, the next uh, the next iteration is going to be real sad for us. I think. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was just a joke because of the. And I don't even technically count Cassius because I could have when he was like when I was holding him in that scene. I could have easily just been like, "Nope, I don't kill him. I'm going to bring him back," and like you know, been obstinate about it. But you know, it was good for the story. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so technically I killed one of them but I just thought that was funny I was taking stock I was like I was like like Elias' only one got killed I was like the two I had reference got killed technically like I said I I took the liberty of of possibly retconning Morgan's one but I didn't but that's why I made it very vague is who it Mm -hmm. was just that you saw the red hair and that was it but Mm -hmm. um, maybe he just likes redheads I, I right. imagine he does. It's her hotter sister. Right. Yeah, it's it's Morgan's hotter sister. <laughs> Morgan. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish he could have, Blue could have made her like a, a, a super dope prosthetic, but uh, never got to do it. When, yeah, I never got around to that. When she was, uh, when she was all kind of in bad shape. Yeah, in and if had uh, either way, like if she had even served because like last time he was there, she was in like a coma and fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. If 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 he hadn't like if she was still alive by the time he went back, he would have. All I needed was five more points of power, and then I could have done that ultra mega heal thing that like brings a person to like full health and heals all their wounds, and and he would have done that just to just to just to save her. But uh, right, but uh. But yeah, so that was uh, that was good. So actually, I do have one. the The sentient virus thing. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. did that go? What? How did that play out? Which? Where did that? He Eckerd put the sentient virus in those cloned. Okay, that's kind of what I thought, but okay. It, I don't think it was in ever the... said. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, he put them in the one of the what are the creatures that were on. That were attacking the battle station there yeah, at the like end. Yeah, like the blue clones and stuff like that. 
the not the blue cones. They're the ones that were like the silicone-based life forms that were crawling all over the outside of the station, oh. trying to rip their way in. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they were the ends of clones. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I was wondering about that. I was like, it's like, did we ever reference where that went? Like, we were like, yeah, there's this sentient virus out there. Um, yeah, there's there's still a few of those out there floating around in the in-between. Ruh-roh. Yeah, I thought for sure um, Victory was one of them when we first uh, encountered her. Because that's what we were trying to figure out about. And then all of a sudden, she killed our contact. Like, as if she was trying to keep that hidden. Which makes sense, because she was probably doing it for Eckhart to, mm-hmm. you know, keep Yeah, at that moment, she was, like, the second lieutenant. That was, like, the big lieutenant villain mm-hmm. of the story. Um, but that evolved. And behind the scenes, basically she would always eventually be rebellious to what he wanted to do. Yeah. So eventually he would have to destroy the clone and redo the clone. Mm. And so eventually the clone, that version of victory figured out, figured all of that out. And when she had an opportunity you know, when Pal reached out to her, they, she saw that as her opportunity to break that cycle. So it's kind of like, that's like some Edge of Tomorrow shit. Yep. Live yeah, I will feet. say, Victory's Redemption, I that's so cool. Just, I don't have any questions, just a statement, it's so fucking cool. cool. Yeah, that, that was cool to put on a... I will say the one the one that I was completely surprised about, and I'm assuming he was just hired by somebody, but but Holiday backing us up in that final fucking that final fucking run, like yeah, um, money talks exactly. So, and I, I assume somebody threw him some money at that point because like yeah, but because because we even mentioned it in the the new episode that just came out where I had I had said I was like you know I I want to hate him but I really can't. He's just he's just a mercenary. It's never been personal. And we keep fucking him up with grenades every time he shows if up. If Blue would have thought like, of it, he would have paid him. That's true. He would have paid him to help. That's true. We didn't even think of it. Just hired mercenaries. <laughs> we, 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 re- we referenced, like, three different well, we ones were, we that, were, like... we weren't rich, you know? Like That's true. Um, anything we said was just off, you know, our... We might be uh, now with all those, like, time. you know, sneaker endorsements and stuff we're going to get. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but, those, yeah, those the, uh... With our faces on them. That's right. Big big time with your blue burger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, he yeah, survived by one of his worms burrowing deep enough in the ground mm-hmm. to survive. So yes. And then he just birthed himself. Ugh. He's like Wolverine in... style, like if or or yeah, one, style. One There's like one cell left. Yep, one yeah. cell alive, and he'll come back. That's awesome. Yep, he just got more wormed, and then uh, he just got hired. It's about money. It's not about. It's not personal. It's, it's kind of what I figured. Yeah, I didn't think he was doing it for you know to help the universe. I figured it was someone. Yeah, someone hired him to to back us up. Um, I don't think I have any more questions. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that in your world. Okay, in your uh, setting, I'm assuming Morgan was dead. Right, like you were, you were trying to, you were gonna kill her off. 
Uh, I just left it, left her in a coma. I didn't know what okay. was going to happen because gotcha. I didn't know if it would go back to there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I had to make a decision on that. I could leave that open and have to make a decision. That is fair. So, like I'm trying to go back to the beginning and trying to think if there was any, uh, like sometimes I just wonder like the paths we took, like as far as like decisions we made and what, like to for you, what was the one big, like, are they seriously fucking doing this to me? Like, moment that we did where, like, you had something um, planned out WTF and we totally moment. took it left field on you. Because, honestly, never once did I purposely do it. Like, to me in my head, the decisions we made, minus the only one I felt like maybe you were trying to edge us away from, was going to save Harry. But other than that, like, every single decision i thought was the like well this seems like the most obvious choice of where we would go type thing so mm, i'm trying to think if there was anything that you guys did that was really off kilter or weird no i can't really nothing jumps out at me okay well that's good there was, there was nothing that i felt like oh they missed a whole big thing because you know, I only had outlines. I only, I don't plan like that. Mm-hmm. It's not like D&D where you got to like, kind of like nail things into little groups, little categories. Gotcha, gotcha. And plan it that way. It doesn't really, I don't have to worry about stuff like that. So what about, uh, there's one thing I, I kind of, uh, not sad we missed out on, but on the, the, the magic world, mm-hmm. um, or the apocalypse fantasy apocalypse world we uh mm-hmm. we never went to that um that one actual good like one prosper not prospering i guess but one city where there really was like the shit was they had their shit kind of together because we fucking blew that ship out of the sky when it came to like flag us down and <laughs> oh yeah just, oh blue just bolted yeah but <laughs> you didn't really i mean you i mean there was nothing really and there's there was nothing that was going to happen there that would have made any significant change to what happened no no i just uh i just thought it'd be cool to be in like a, a fantasy city for a short while but uh but yeah that was uh that was funny i mean it made for amazing content because it's like blue yeah, punches. Yeah, I mean, up. I it's didn't like, have any. What? <laughs> yeah, that didn't that didn't like change the course of anything. So cool. that was fine. That didn't change the course of anything. Yeah, because that led to the the manacore or not manacore. Yeah, was it a manacore we fought? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we fought the manacore after we crash landed and everything, and and that was pretty damn cool. All that was pretty cool. Big what ifs. I say Terrence was a big one for me. Just wondering what the hell like he was doing out there. So we got that. Stan, did you have fun? Well, yeah, I always enjoy it. It's fun. There you go. Um, I'm not a big sci-fi. That's not my genre of choice. Mm-hmm. So for, for to do for this to be, you know, for to go as long as it did and it being sci-fi, being able to like move it around a little bit. I had a good time. I love our little podcast. I mm-hmm. always. You know, I always look forward to the new episodes dropping, and so yeah, I've enjoyed myself quite a bit. Yeah, awesome. It's been great, great yep. fun. It's been it is a hell of a run. I was gonna say we have been all over the in between. So I got questions instead for uh, 
for the, the rest of the group, what was your, like, favorite moment in all this? Like, what was the scene for you, for your character, where you were just like, fuck yes, this is, this is where it's at? Go for it, Elias. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple that stand out. Um, if yeah. do you mean specific in general favorite moments? I mean, like specifically, obviously, learning about Pal's backstory and mm-hmm. learning about Victory and Valor and seeing like that 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 realization that probably was one of my favorite sessions. But for generally, for something that's not including me. Um, I really loved uh, right there at the end listening to both of you um, going through Powell's uh, dreamscape, your guys' talks in your scenes, and mm-hmm. with young Victory and Valor really, really hit me in the heart. Oh, oh, you mean the scene where Blue kind of like grabbed his shoulder and stopped him? Yeah, from very simple but very <laughs> yeah, like whoa, kid. Yeah, uh, I think I think Blue's overall journey was great. I think he went from you know not a hero to a hero, mm-hmm. which is good to good to see in a general sense for a character like that. But specifically, I really liked the uh, the airship. Um, yeah, se- the airship was sequence cool. where where they, you know. Whether it was the right decision or not, uh, he decided not, not to trust these people. Um, oh yeah, it led to awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, and it led probably one of the best. Yeah, one of the better scenes of the entire show because of it that. led to that uh, that great running away scene. In fact, a lot of my favorites are that the, the fire tornado is another. Yeah, yeah, I love the fire tornado one. Um, yeah, that was a great one. Just because I think it really kind of, I think we played it up where this is the first fucking crazy phenomenon they've seen. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Is that a flaming tornado? (laughs) Now there's bugs. Ah! Um, (laughs) It was was insane from like right off the bat. Yeah. Um, And uh, I think that sequence that we didn't delve in as much as I would have liked, but the sequence where they were in the, the spirit realm and he was on the outside um, kind of, yeah. kind of, uh, looking over them, um, protecting them while they kind of did that world-saving little trek um, through mm-hmm. the spirit realm. I think that was a a turning point for him, mm-hmm. uh, where he, it kind of sunk in that he doesn't want these fucking idiots to die. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I think those were a few of my my favorites. I'd say my my all time favorite was uh, Doc slash Landing Bay fight when we were escaping Apocalypse World, and just that whole thing was just I I remember being like giddy as it was happening, like the whole fight, just the us mar- our, us charging in, fucking uh, me fighting my own clone you immediately wiping out your clone just stealing the jetpack pal fucking getting in the fuck first he mows down a bunch of dudes with his gatling gun then gets in the crane then 
I get in the fucking robot and smash my clone, and then, like, and then you zip into the fucking ship, and then we fucking hunt that guy down inside the Salsa Verde, and, like, that whole thing was just, like, I loved every second of that. I thought that was just, like, it was so action-packed from, like, beginning to end was just, I just, I... I was like, I see all this in my head. Like this whole, that whole thing played out like a fucking anime for me. Like it was, it was, I kept fucking hearing that Bonnie Tyler's I need a hero play on <laughs> the entire time as it was going like, which I made reference like three times in the episode. I was just like, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, yeah. Are you going to come out with a graphic novel of Lizard Wizard Shippuden? That's going to be our one and only piece of merch. Yeah, the manga. <laughs> this is the only thing we have. Buy it. It's really yeah, bad. Please, it's not great. It's just not. <laughs> I Naruto, drew it with crayons. Lizard there instead. We we just colored over Naruto with a little lizard, like painted him green. He's blue. Like, oh my god. <laughs> You're blue. Lizard Wizard Shippuden doesn't He's have to be blue. The same. It's like Superman. <laughs> and my levels were probably really high when I was yelling at you, so I'm I mean, sorry. to be fair, we've never seen Lizard Wizard and Blue in the same room. Yeah, It's exactly. true. That is absolutely true. We've never seen Lizard Wizard. That is awesome. Now you know. And knowing uh, is half the battle. There you go. Well, hey, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Yep, it has been quite the treat. And, yeah, we appreciate you all. And all the support you give, all the downloads from all over the world. That's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. We see it is weird. downloads from, like, everywhere in the world. Like, yeah, we see you that is, all over. Yep, and that is just... We got, we got people, like, in Russia and Turkey. I saw Turkey was on there. <laughs> somebody from Turkey listened right? to it. Like, yeah. like, that is so crazy. We're just, so, uh, you know, our humble little podcast for uh, American morons. Yep, for fucking dipshits. There and you it's, go. It, even if with, with <laughs> our with our modest little podcast, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and now we're on to the next story. Whatever Stick that will be. Stick around. Stick around. It's gonna get. It's gonna get. I won't, I won't give it away, but it's gonna get weird. Yeah, and don't let Dane's terrible jokes drive you away. Yeah, that's what let my terrible jokes draw you in. <laughs> every time you think you're out, I pull you back in. I pull you with a silly dad I pull you back in over here. <laughs> uh. oh boy. All right. So from all of us to all of hey, you. Ciao. All right. Sorry. I'm done. See you. I'm done. Please. Go. Goodbye. We fade out. <laughs> Stan. See you in no. the in between. <laughs> We're done. Fuck That's it. We got like better. four versions of it. We're done. <laughs> yeah, see you in the in-between will be the right one. <laughs> yeah, and we'll definitely <laughs> cut this out. Uh-huh. Oh no, this fades out at the end. Yeah, this like this. In fact, probably this part as I'm explaining what's fading out is where it's fading out. You didn't think we'd leave you hanging like that, did you? For those of you that stuck around to the end, here's a little taste of what's to come. Get your six gun ready, because things are gonna get wild. Welcome to Gloom World. Modest well forget what you think y'all know. Everything you think to be true ain't nothing but a drop in the bucket to what's really out there. 
Entire worlds exist in a thin line between the sun and shadow. But when the ante is that high and things start to get dicey, there's a pack of hombres out there who got the tools and the talent to set things right. The riders of the in-between. Nexus Watch.